Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Seth and I told a couple stories a couple segments ago about how we both failed our driving exams for entirely different reasons back when we were in high school. Seth was a speedster who was used to driving at a young age, so he drove like an adult. I, on the other hand, was just a dummy who failed my written driving test and then followed that up weeks later by failing the driving portion by running a yellow light during my test. Um, My complaint, my excuse, was that I went to Enfield, Connecticut DMV, which I compared to the, I said it was like the Ivy Leagues of the DMV. People seem to get a kick out of that. Text message to the trailer wheel and frame text page. 7085. Never heard some DMVs are like the Ivy Leagues of DMV. No, Enfield is, texter. 5946. Damn it. Damn it. If I could have had an Ivy League designation, if I only went to Enfield, do they offer master's degrees? (laughs) This must be a fellow Connecticutian right there. It's, uh, no, there's some DMVs. That's how it's always been. It seems like that's pretty universal. There's some... There, obviously, there's some examiners that are tougher than others, and it seems like some DMVs have the most tough examiners. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I would say that's, uh, that's pretty universal. Yeah, yeah, some places have reputations. I then decided to go to Winstead, Connecticut, which was like the, like the Tunxis Community College of DMVs. If you're from Connecticut, you know of Tunxis Community College. I think when I um, – I, I never understood why those examiners were so grumpy, which is a – it's weird that I didn't realize or understand why they might be stressed out doing d- dozens of tests every day to barely qualified drivers. And then, like, when you start, when you teach somebody to drive for the first time, oh, my gosh. I, I don't know. Like, usually the driving test is done on surface streets where you're not going faster than 30 anyway. Yeah. But, my God, um, I just – you know what I do before every driving lesson – I remember the scene from the miniseries Band of Brothers on HBO, and there was one scene where there was this badass captain who was talking to this kid who was just kind of a coward and petrified all the time, and he basically told the kid, and I didn't understand it at the time, he said said something like, like, the key is to remember that you're already dead. Um, And I couldn't quite grasp the meaning of that at the time, old existential deal and and what your fate is uh, until I started giving driving lessons. And then I'm like, that's what I tell myself. Somehow it helps before. I'm like, I'm a, I'm dead already. Um, It's just a matter of when, you know, it's a, it's a, maybe it's, maybe it's right this moment. Maybe it's if I don't grab that wheel quick enough, but it's going to happen at some point. I'm already dead. So I'm at peace with this. I'm at peace. Let's just go drive. Did you, um, did you ever have the, uh, if if you were taking driving lessons back in the day um, or, or X amount of hours that you have to do in terms of driver's ed, did, did your the driver's ed car have the brake on the passenger side for the instructor to for the instructor to uh 
to to hit brakes, you know, to when slow the car down because you're driving I, too fast. I never did driver's ed, but yeah, that's. Uh, I think the one at my high school had that. Yeah, yeah, that that only, it only happened to me once, where the instructor had to hit the brakes while I was driving. I felt pretty when badass. When you take your driver's test, did you have to do it in their car? No, like, I did it in my car. car? Okay, I did it in my okay. car, but, but I but yeah. but it, for driver's ed, where you have to get like X amount of hours behind the wheel before you yeah. can take the test, I did it in a driver's ed car. It's weird that you can take a driver's ed class, and that's a standard thing. I feel like there should be. And then there's, you know, there's home economics or home and we called it home and careers. And I guess that's making a bit of a comeback, which is a good idea, I mm-hmm. think, teaching those life skills. Um, I feel like there should be more like things for like maybe the finer parts of life that should be more standard. Like in college, you have a you know, like a sex class. Yeah. Like it's just, a, you know. Yeah. Like can, Advanced. Yeah, you know, over what you learned, you know, you learn the basics in junior high and high school, and then you choose to take an advanced course, a master's yeah, degree. I can't just be, you know, I can't be picking this stuff up like reading random cosmopolitan magazines right, and everything. Right. I just, <laughs> let me, there, you never learn as much it's randomly not- <laughs> as when you actually take a course with a, a a syllabus. Kids do have more resources than cosmopolitan I'd nowadays. I'd like to find a, a syllabus to help me with a clitoris. <laughs> Who wouldn't? <laughs> For you know, it's in college, in life, whatever. Who who, who wouldn't? Um, <laughs> seven sex one- education typically is more about like just the the nuts and bolts mechanics. Of it all. <laughs> yeah, the nuts and bolts exactly. Yeah, well put. it's like where <laughs> like let's get a, into a little bit of the artistry of this thing. Yes. Yes, thank you. A little bit you. of the romance. Right. This is Miss Tritz. Four hundred yeah. level class. Come yeah, on, no, yeah. none of this one hundred level stuff. Um. Lamont sent in a good question to the text page yesterday towards the end of the show that I jotted down. I said, oh, this is a good compare and contrast because Russell Wilson is very relevant right now because he sucks and he just got a coach fired. And who knows what happens with the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos, if the Texans choose to fire Lovey Smith, unequivocally the Denver Broncos is a worse job than the Houston Texans. It, like, to me, it's without question because you've got this version of Russell Wilson at that cap figure – and his teammates don't like him. The whole thing. So this is. I thought this was a good localization of the of of uh, the Russell Wilson uh, precipitous fall. Which one is worse, the Schaub collapse in twenty thirteen hmm. or the Russell Wilson collapse of twenty twenty two? Okay, Schaub had recently had a contract extension. He did in two thousand twelve. Beginning of the season. Yep. Yeah, but to Rick Smith's credit. That was an extension that was very easily escaped from and uh, after two years. So it didn't end up being a complete disaster or anything for the team. Yeah. So I would say that the Russell Wilson, even though Schaub's collapse was obviously very unfortunate, it was on a team that was ready to, ready to win. Um, it wasn't as devastating to the long-term prospects of the team, I don't think, as uh, as Russell Wilson's might. Yeah, I think – here's what I think of with the Schaub one, Seth, is that, yeah, like the, aesthetically it was worse because he had all those pick sixes. Like, Russell Wilson's been bad. Matt Schaub did some, like, legendary, in, in a bad way, things. Um, and you're right, the Texans were thought to be a Super Bowl contender. It led to the Andre Johnson incident of him leaving the field early in a game because of Matt Schaub. It yeah. led to the firing of Gary Kubiak, which I think in retrospect, obviously I think this franchise might have been better off if you stuck it out with Kubiak. Kubiak won a Super Bowl two years later with a janky Peyton Manning at quarterback. You know, though, Sean, I mean, if you think about that, the Texans were um, 
I don't remember what Vegas said. I know that a lot of people had picked the Texans as a Super Bowl favorite that yes. year. I don't think that that's exactly where the Broncos were in the preseason. The odds on the Super Bowl for the um, for the Broncos were sixteen uh, plus sixteen eighty. I don't okay. know what that means. Sean, that, that, that that's about me? it means about seventeen to one. Which which okay. honestly. I would have said this at the time. Sounds way too high. You're you're in a division with two playoff teams uh, from last year, and the team that didn't make the playoff, the other team other than you that didn't make the playoffs, has one yeah. of the top five or six quarterbacks in the league, Justin Herbert. So they were um, they were the eighth favored team to win the Super Bowl. The I would say the season. Texans were probably higher up the list going into 2013. Yeah. Than the Broncos were going into this season. So going into 2013, I'm going to tell you because I'm on Pro Football Reference right now. Oh boy! And in 2013, Sean, yeah, the team most favored to win the Super Bowl was the Denver Broncos. I was going to say the Broncos. That was enough. yeah. Yeah. Well, that was um, that was the that was heading into Peyton's MVP year. The Texans were uh, fourteen to one. They were the sixth most favorite. Yeah. Uh, to to win this, so it was very similar. Very similar collapses uh, because of uh, primarily a collapse of your quarterback, as well as uh, you know the Texans. They had other injuries too. I don't. The the fall from the fall from grace for Russell Wilson is a a, a far more drastic one, I think, for a lot of reasons. No doubt. Well, the in in part because the. Russell Wilson, like the ceiling of Russell Wilson, Matt Schaub will never be discussed. Like the the, the balance, the body of work will never be discussed. Matt Schaub, with, alongside Russell Wilson's body of work as a player, like Russell Wilson is at his peak is a marquee NFL player. Matt Schaub at his peak is the MVP of the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Um, but but you nailed the the first thing. I think was the tipping point in all this. Schaub was easy to extricate from. He was easy to eject from. You know, you move on, you fire the coach, you bring in a new coach, and then it takes you a couple of years, but you find another quarterback. They're stuck with this guy. <laughs> they are stuck with this guy. And, and the other thing, Seth, Matt Schaub at least was likable. Like, his teammates liked him. When, when, when Schaub was failing, I think his teammates felt bad for him. Yeah. Russ is failing, and I think his teammates hate him. Did you see the video of like none of them going to help him up off the ground after he got sacked no, this past weekend? Oh no. yeah. Oh really? It became uh. a big deal, dude. On their on their sideline, it became a big viral moment because uh, Brett Rippin, the backup quarterback, walked over to the offensive line and started chewing into them for not helping Russell Wilson up off the ground. And Dalton Reisner stood up and basically told Brett, "Come oh. at me, bro." That's what the Reisner versus yes. Rippin thing was. Yes. I, had, I kind of it was one of those things like. I, I didn't associate it with the Russell Wilson. I just knew that they'd gotten into it for some reason. Yes. And all of a sudden, it's Thursday. Yeah. I'm glad you brought it up because I would have never. <laughs> go watch it because it's funny in retrospect. So basically, so what you're saying is Rippin did the old, um, he did the old, that's my quarterback. Yes. Okay. Yes. He did the Terrell Owens, that's my quarterback, the teary-eyed, oh, that's your quarterback. <laughs> to, to, five, up. to five gigantic, angry, fatigued men <laughs> Yeah. Who, who probably wanted nothing to hear from Brett freaking Rippin at that probably point. Probably really tired of giving up sacks to guys when it's the quarterback's fault. Right. You know? 
Hey, yeah. by the way, yeah. just to make you feel extra worse about the Texans' current situation, in 2012, mm. the Texans were the third favorite to win the Super Bowl in the preseason. Going into behind, the year, huh? Behind the Packers and the Patriots. Okay. Yeah, they were 10-1 to 1 at the beginning of the season. They were Their record in that season was 11-1 and 1 at, so, at one point. 12-4, uh, like, they finished. They yeah. finished 12-4, right. Yeah. <laughs> it was an unceremonious 1-3 at the end. It was, yeah, yeah. Where Christian Ponder was involved, and it was... Uh, there were Letterman jackets involved. It was not good. Oh, the Letterman jackets. It was not good. I was there. I was at that game. Are you, was... You're going to be the jackass that brings that up during J.J.'s retirement press conference, Yes, yeah. If he comes to do it in Houston, he'll be like, J.J., any regrets like maybe the Letterman jackets? <laughs> For example. <laughs> <laughs> now, the thing about the Letterman jackets was that J.J. was still a young buck on the squad. Yeah. And Connor Barwin and Sean Cody have uh, gladly taken all the responsibility for the Letterman jackets, partly because I think I think they get a little bit tired of, like, J.J. gets the blame, even though those two ponied up the money. Yeah. Like, yeah. Those guys were making big, big money. You know, those are custom-made leather jackets. Dude. That was a pretty penny right there. If they had gone to New England and won that game, they would have been selling Letterman jackets out the ass at the team store. Yeah. Like, they would have sold so many of them. Instead. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, oh that would have been huge. <laughs> yes. If that had ended up, you oh, know what? Two That's weeks a- before Christmas. That is a very good point. If uh, they, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that is a very good point. If it had worked out, yep. So, and if it weren't for social media, I don't think it would have caught on as much. It would have been one of those things back in the old day. There might have been some footage of it locally. And it would have been showed locally, but it kind of would have died there. But if it had worked out, those jackets would have sold like crazy locally. Yep. But the, the the greater story wouldn't have escaped uh, Houston, maybe maybe Boston a little bit, but it wouldn't have become as nationwide laughing stock. No, Damn it. man, it was a feast or famine situation, no doubt. All right, um, this is my last show of the year. Seth is in what? tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I told you. Uh, Son of a gun. Uh, you're in tomorrow with John Harris, Seth, just oh, so good. you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. No, we, we love Johnny. So I like John. I like doing the show with John. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I've, I've done many shows with him. He's fun to do a show with. So um, that'll be tomorrow. But this is my last show of 2023. New Year's resolutions. We got to get on the record. New Year's resolutions for next year. That is next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.